September 23rd. Our reading in the New Testament today is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. We'll go from death to life here. You know, lost sinners are not simply sick people needing help. No, they are dead people needing life. The Son of God died that we might receive life through faith in Him. We move from bondage to freedom. Lost sinners are in bondage to the world, the flesh, and the devil, and cannot free themselves. In Christ, you have true freedom. Now God is working in you and through you to accomplish His great purposes. We'll go from the tomb to the throne. God did not give you life and leave you in the cemetery. Oh, He lifted you up to sit on the throne with His victorious Son. And we'll move from separation to reconciliation. In Jesus Christ, believing Jews and Gentiles are now one. The barriers have been removed. Believers are members of one body, citizens of one holy nation, and living stones in one temple. All of this is of God, His marvelous love, and His grace and kindness. No wonder Paul opened this letter with a doxology. And let's read all about it right now as we begin today's narration of the New Testament. September 23rd, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. Once you believers were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we were under God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so very much, that even while we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved, for He raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with Him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ Jesus. And so God can always point to us as examples of the incredible wealth of His favor and kindness toward us, as shown in all He has done for us through Christ Jesus. God saved you by His special favor when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders by birth. You were called the uncircumcised ones by the Jews, who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from God's people Israel, and you did not know the promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you belong to Christ Jesus. Though you once were far away from God, now you have been brought near to Him because of the blood of Christ. For Christ Himself has made peace between us Jews and you Gentiles 
by making us all one people. He has broken down the wall of hostility that used to separate us. By his death, he ended the whole system of Jewish law that excluded the Gentiles. His purpose was to make peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new person from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles, who were far away from him, and to us Jews who were near. Now all of us, both Jews and Gentiles, may come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit, because of what Christ has done for us. So now, you Gentiles, are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. We are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through Him, you Gentiles are also joined together as part of this dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. This week, we're talking about taking everyday conversations and turning them to spiritual conversations about Jesus. This may seem obvious, but in order to share your faith, it starts with listening. Think of the last time you had a lengthy conversation with someone. Were they listening? How could you tell? Well, I'm guessing that they were looking at you, right? Just that normal eye contact. If I come up to you on the street and I say, hi, how's it going? And I'm looking at your shadow, that's weird, right? People who actively listen are going to give feedback and ask questions because they're genuinely interested in you. Now, this may seem strange to say, but in our day and age of social media and smartphones and, and, and electronic communication, the skill of listening is kind of rare. But we all want to be heard. Some people will say, but I, I never know what to talk about with people. Well, I'm going to give you a tip. It's the universal truth about what everyone's favorite topic of conversation is. I'm thinking you guessed it. It's, it's themselves. When I was a parish pastor, I would go on home visits, and I, I would go to a person's home for about an hour. Do you know how I gauged how successful that visit was? It, it was a good visit if, when I left, the person knew almost nothing about me because I was able to listen and, and get them to talk about themselves. It's not that I refused to talk about myself, but I was genuinely interested in them. And when you listen to people, you communicate something very important, that you're interested in them, you respect them, you care for them. And then that, that opens up the door for you to be able to talk about what's most important to you, which is your Savior, Jesus. When Jesus went um, in his ministry, he, he one time was going to help out a girl who was dying. And he was being hurried along by all the people. But the Bible tells us that he was stopped by a woman who had been suffering for 12 years, 12 long years. And what did Jesus do? He listened. In fact, the Bible says that he listened as she told him the whole truth. Now that probably took a while. But you notice that in, in, in the Gospels, that, that though Jesus was the busiest person in the world, he was never in a hurry. He always listened. And when you listen, <laughs> you then earn the right to be able to share the Jesus who loves the person you're talking to, who's deeply interested in them, and who died on the cross to take away their sins. And that all starts with listening. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, 
You love to listen to us in prayer. Make us genuine listeners of others so that we can share our faith with them. In your name we pray. Amen. Psalm 67, verses 1 through 7. This missionary psalm exhorts us to get the message out to all the nations of the world. Why? Because they need light. The lost walk in darkness and need the light of God's face to shine upon them. They have lost their way and are headed for eternal darkness. Does that burden you at all? And because they need joy, sin gives pleasure for only a short time. But in Christ, there are pleasures forevermore. How can we keep to ourselves the joy that Jesus gives? And because they need righteousness, which can come only through faith in Jesus Christ. Man's righteousness can never satisfy the demands of God's holy law. And because they need life. The field is the world. But that field is not producing fruit to the glory of God. Only with God's life and blessing can the harvest of righteousness come. If every believer did what you do about missions, would all the people of the earth be praising the Lord? Psalm 67, verses 1 through 7. For the choir director, a psalm to be accompanied by stringed instruments, a song. May God be merciful and bless us. May His face shine with favor upon us. May Your ways be known throughout the earth, Your saving power among people everywhere. May the nations praise You, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise You. How glad the nations will be, singing for joy, because You govern them with justice and direct the actions of the whole world. May the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Then the earth will yield its harvests, and God, our God, will richly bless us. Yes, God will bless us, and people all over the world will fear Him. Proverbs chapter 23, verses 29 through 35. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns, trying out new drinks. Don't let the sparkle and smooth taste of wine deceive you. For in the end it bites like a poisonous serpent. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations, and you will say crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mast. And you will say, They hit me, but I didn't feel it. I didn't even know it when they beat me up. When will I wake up so I can have another drink? Psalm 